Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes. Here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, it's Kyle Krabs with Chris Schubert and Joe Marino. Here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, it is Tuesday, May 24th, 2024. We're talking about the biggest hole on each team's roster in the AFC and NFC South. And you may be a regular listener of Draft Dudes wondering, why is Kyle doing the introduction if he's including Joe in the call? Well, Joe, bless him. Any... It's Chris. Is it Murphy's law? Is what it's anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Uh, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. So so Joe flying home from Montana, um, delayed flight and then missed layover in Dallas. Uh, but Joe is going to be getting back from getting his luggage at the airport whenever he shows up during today's recording. So we said, you know what, we're going to quick snap him, start in the pod with Adam, and when he jumps in. We can all celebrate his return to the show, and we can share it with all of you. Kyle, I'm, you know what? I'm so glad in the pre-show you you said let's just start. We'll start. Joe will join us because we know he's just like a couple minutes outside his house. Because let me maybe maybe some people don't know where where has Joe been the last couple of days, Kyle? Where has he been? Uh, Big Sky Conference Country, Montana. Been, yeah. Okay. So it it make it outside loves- of Montana State University. He loves it up there. Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas. He just loves that kind of mystique, right? He just loves that kind of feel. Oh, I see what you're doing right now. It's National Wyoming Day, and our friend's not here to celebrate it. And that brings me joy here on the show, that on the National Day, he can't bring that one to the table. So there's some joy there. uh, I'm glad you've joined officially joined the bit now. You've introduced multiple holidays uh, here on the call. Yes, 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 we have. And, and, and there he is in all of his glory uh, joining in with, with his setup. Joe, how was, how was uh, Big Sky Country? It was good. I'm guessing this podcast has already started. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't read your message and you're just joining in in progress. Yes, it is. that's absolutely well, what is happening. Well, I, I didn't have time to look at my phone. Um, it was uh, driving as fast as This is as what champions do. Yeah, you just. This is what champions do. They just show up and go. You just show up and go. It's great to see you. We just acknowledged that it is National Montana Day. Wyoming Um, Day. Wyoming Day. Wyoming Day. Don't start Uh, National Wyoming Day. None of that's true. Oh, it is National Wyoming. It is National Wyoming Day. Let's go. I was just there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow, we skipped over. Happy Denny's Endless Breakfast Day for Wyoming. Wow, because they're not paying us. Well, nobody's paying us. That's. well, people you, are paying you us. Paid but... Wyoming, right? Right. You paid Wyoming Backwards. with your your hard earned dollar. Okay, uh, Joe, so we are uh, talking. Go ahead, on. Chris. Because Joe Joe missed the intro and he hasn't been around the last couple of days. It's just where I tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online, right? I mean, you're you know oh, your number right. one source right. of course. for betting needs, sports Excuse info. Me, you got the, the you got the MLB season, you got the NFL futures, the NBA and NHL playoffs, uh, the UFC the fights. fights, you got everything over at Bet Online. Even your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to join us and use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts AC and NFC South 
which is talking about the Carolina Panthers today on the call when Joe and I are both in North Carolina at the same time recording podcast. And, uh, but we're doing it not together. I think that's the first time in draft dudes. We've been in the same state uh-huh. at the same time and are not mm-hmm. recording the podcast together. Do you realize how far away the outer banks are from my house? Like it's, you're probably it's a, closer it's to the joint. Yeah. You're closer to the outer banks where joint. you live than me in, in the same state. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's a six there. hour drive for me. Yeah. It's probably every bit of that for me as well. So. All right. Well, let's, um, let's start with the <laughs> AFC side of things. And we have been doing these in the order in which the teams finished in last year's divisional standing. So that means we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans, who are of course the number one seed in the AFC first with the biggest remaining hole on their roster. So I look at the wide receiver position and I think that is, you know, not just a question mark, but also a hole when you lose Julio Jones and you trade away AJ Brown. And uh, I, I understand you brought in Robert Woods, um, you, you still have productive players there, and, and you'd like to think Traylon Burks can be that, but I look at how good the the offensive line we perceive to be, and we, we look at uh, the running game that they have there, and I think wide receiver is the spot that jumps the most to me. I like the answer for receiver there, Kyle. Um, when I look at this roster, with the exception of the cornerback position where um, I think they have a lot of young exciting players, but a lot of unproven players. I think the biggest hole on this team is just depth overall, where I think it's a very top-heavy roster. I think they have a good projected starter at every position, but my goodness, this is not a team that can withstand a lot of injuries, and for them, they've that's been the problem, right? They've had a lot of in- injuries. They've had a lot of attrition, and you know, late in the season, they've had to rely on their depth, and it hasn't worked out, right? Uh, they they went to the, to the playoffs the last – three seasons the last two years they were one and done and I think a lot of that is just not having enough depth on this roster which stems from you know some personnel mistakes let's be completely honest whether it's been the draft whether it's been free agent signings they've moved on quickly from a lot of players and because of that it really hasn't allowed them to build up the depth of this roster so I think it's just depth in general Chris any no I'm dealing with a bit of a technical issue here you just you just keep you just keep moving here just keep moving Okay. Okay. Cool. We'll we'll leave you in the dust as we talk about the Indianapolis Colts and congratulations to the city of Indianapolis for retaining officially retaining the NFL scouting combine. Uh, that news came out today at the I think it's the owners' meetings right in Atlanta. So uh, you got something to celebrate. And now we're going to talk about you here on Draft Dudes, but we're going to talk about your roster and where we think you could stand improvement. So Joe, is there anywhere with Indianapolis yeah. that? Uh, that pops to you big time. I'm still not in love with the explosiveness of their playmakers uh, in terms of pass catchers. I know John Taylor is an extremely explosive running back. And I know that Alec Pierce has, what is, did he run a four threes, like low four, four speed? Like so. yeah, he's got good nice. speed, but I just, I don't look at this, this group of skill players and say, wow, you've got really dynamic athletes, guys that can absolutely create separation, create offense for themselves. You have guys that are good route runners. You have physical players at the catch point. You have good ball skills. But who is the field stretcher? Who are the guys that you know you really feel like you can give the ball to and say, go create a play? And I know that they've wanted that to be Paris Campbell, a second-round pick from 2019. He just cannot stay healthy, and and I feel like they need a player like Paris Campbell uh, to to really round out this this weaponry that they've built. I mean, it's definitely a lot of size and and power, 
where where's the where's the speed? Where's the where's the guys that you know can just win foot races? I don't see that in this weaponry. Can we acknowledge? I think there is a little bit of question marks that exist on the offensive line. Um, I know they did sign Dennis Kelly. Uh, They drafted Bernhard Raymond in the third round, but that left tackle spot and that right guard spot, uh, whether it's Danny Pinter or Will Fries or Matt Pryor, whoever steps into that spot um, when they're done finding that, that combination of five guys, I think there's going to be one spot on the offensive line that is at least worth an acknowledgement here as far as a replace, probably a replacement level player at best yeah, filling yeah. that role. So I, I think that that fifth offensive line spot, whether it becomes tackle or guard uh, for them is worth acknowledging here as well. I agree with you on that. The, the Houston Texans, uh, because the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one overall pick. So that means we have to talk about the Houston Texans next here on the show. And can, am I allowed to say overall talent? Like, obviously, they had a good draft class, and they had a lot of volume early, and they drafted a lot of young. But, I mean, this roster from top to bottom is is chock full of, outside of this year's draft class, players that you're probably not going to be banking on being a part of the picture beyond this year and next year. So I kind of want to – I'm inspired by what your response was for overall depth with Tennessee, <laughs> and I want to say it's an all-encompassing, yeah. like, you guys just need as many good football players as you can get your hands on. Yeah, I mean we're that's where we're at with this team. Um, they've they've they had a really nice influx of talent through this this last draft, you know, and and this is really their first chance uh, coming out of all the draft picks that Bill O'Brien traded away to really have a a draft class that can kind of restock the the roster. And and so this year's group was helpful, but they just they're missing like three or four draft classes worth of players here to to build. Right. Uh, and 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 that's just I mean that's why they're in this spot. I mean, yeah, they they're missing top end talent, but this is a this is very much in the infancy stages of them getting this thing right. How about Jacksonville? I'm interested to hear where your yeah. mind goes with them. Obviously Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position and a couple early draft picks and they they have some impact players. Yeah, I think my mind still goes to the same place it's been, uh, and that's the safety position. I I like how this roster has evolved in a lot of ways. Um, Very excited for Doug Peterson to be their coach, but I look at the safety position, and uh, what are we talking about? Andrew Wingard, Rayshon Jenkins, maybe Andre Sisco takes a step up this year. And and I know that you know, that's kind of a light thing to consider as like your your biggest hole. And, and I think there's certainly a lot of areas that they can upgrade. But when I say, wow, it's really deficient in a particular area, it's the safety position. And, and you know, I think that's why before they had the number one pick and, you know, we were doing some mock drafts and they were picking a little bit later in the top 10. We talked a lot about Kyle Hamilton as a player for this team. And I, I would have liked that more than Trayvon Walker, to be quite honest with the first pick. I know you would as well. Uh, but I just think the safety, the safety group is, is upgradable uh, in a big way. Yeah. This guy's going to be like the next Sean Constantine, right? Just Andrew Wingard, just he's going to get a run for a couple years here and we're going to look back on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be amazed that he got, he got a, a continued runway. Yeah, a continued <laughs> runway being a prominent player in the secondary. And I liked Andrew Winger coming out of Wyoming as like a special teams guy and, and maybe a, a third safety to play down on the second level. And he can run like as a top two starter on this this roster back-to-back years. Because I think he'll, even if Cisco takes the step forward that you talked about, I still think Winger's the second safety. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto approved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork. Yes. Even the DMV making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with auto approved, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, auto approved was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cash back offer, Visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B L E A V. So, okay. Uh, NFC South, which takes us to uh, the Bay first. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Biggest remaining hole on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. It's a good football team, man. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, I think that who's going to step up to be that guy opposite of Shaq Barrett, right? It's Joe Tryon certainly is the first round pick last year. You look at at him as that guy. But, you know, I think when this defense has been at its best, they've had Barrett and JPP to affect opposing quarterbacks. And now it's, you know, Shaq Barrett and let's hope Joe Tryon can take that step. And then what what do they have behind him, right? I mean, I know they have some down linemen that can rush, but you know, in terms of true edge rushers, you know, I think that's kind of where I look at this roster and feel like maybe there's a hole. I'd be inclined to agree with you. Obviously, Logan Hall being the, the pick at 33 this year is is something to be mindful of as somebody who could fulfill that kind of role. But I, I ultimately think Hall's probably more of a B-gap pass rusher as compared to an outside pass rusher, right? So you got Tryon. Uh, Shoyanko with the the explosiveness that he has off the edge, and Shaq Barrett's been one of the most productive as far as quarterback pressures the last couple of years. Uh, but the departure, Jason Pierre-Paul, or the potential, has Pierre-Paul signed? Did he sign? He's no, still out there, right? I don't think so. Right? Yeah. So the potential departure there um, is worth acknowledging. Um, how about tight end too? Uh, I know they drafted Kate Otten in the third round. Gronkowski obviously played a prominent role. Uh, you have Cam Brate, but it's a little different than what you had. And when, when the roster is as good as what Tampa's is, that kind of departure or potential departure in Gronkowski can still loom large as being the biggest hole just because the rest of the roster is pretty darn good. Yeah, I, agree. World, I thought about I thought about tight end. Saints, the Saints. Speak, speaking of tight end, <laughs> speaking of tight end, 
Uh, that's kind of where I want to go with yeah. the Saints, where you know, I, I, I liked Adam Troutman quite a bit coming out. He's a third round pick and he's had some production over the last couple of years, but you know, is he ready to be the guy? Maybe so. And and we, we talk about tight end being a slow developing position and, and you know, maybe year threes when it happens for Troutman, but now you're talking about, you know, if that doesn't work out, you got uh Taysom Hill for whatever you think he can be a tight end. You know, Nick Vanette who has bounced around and not really been anything more than a depth player. On. So I, I yeah. feel Right. Yeah. It's like, um, and, and this more than anything is a testament to what we think about the Saints roster, where I, we're both pretty high on what they've been able to put together here, you know, maintaining a, a lot of talent here, despite the attrition that they've had to deal with through the salary cap. And they've had to say goodbye to a lot of players. I, I'm in, I'm impressed with where this roster is today. Uh, so much so that I feel like the biggest hole is that tight end where they've at least got an intriguing young player in Adam Troutman. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you look at the safety position and, well, yeah, you lost Marcus Williams because of the salary cap, but you brought in Ty Matthew and, and you brought in Marcus May, right? <laughs> you, yeah. you did pretty well for yourself in the grand scheme of things. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that tight end spot does pop. I think they'll they'll probably platoon Hill uh, quite a bit. They're obviously paying him money. They expect him to be on the field and he's a nice – that's always been what I thought he was best at, right? Is, is a complimentary player who can fill any number of different roles and, and can kind of be your tendency breaker, your personnel breaker when you don't know what's coming when he's on the field. And the fact that he's that again, uh, I think is is where he makes sense as a football player. Uh, and I'm glad that he's going to be back in that role because I would expect he'll fill some of those opportunities. Uh, but if he ends up split out wide or behind center, then – what else do you have? And it's a good thing they have a good offensive line to help win the point of attack uh, because the, I, I don't feel great about what else they have in the tight end position. So uh, that leaves Carolina next, correct? Carolina was in front of Atlanta? No, Carolina no, finished the last. Falcons are yes. next. Sorry. Yeah, Falcons. Falcons. Um, um, I've got it pulled up. So so this is Jeez. another team that, that needs a lot of work. Um but to me, the, the, the most work yeah. is needed on this defensive line, like actual down linemen. I know they have Grady Jarrett, but like, dude, a, what else do they been have? A case for, this has been the case for five years now. Yeah, but I think it might be like peaking like in – in or what is it like when you're at the – well, it's the opposite of a peak, a valley. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest valley it's ever down. had. We've bottomed out. Bottom this D line stinks. Joe goes uh, to the mountain. <laughs> Joe goes to the mountains and completely forgets what a valley is. You know, well, he's got spent a lot of time in his mind. Well, listen, uh, I also haven't had to talk um, about football intelligently for like six days, so I'm a little rusty. But um, this D-line, man, um, Grady Jarrett and what? You know, it's just not good enough. It's not a good enough group, especially like be be have a hole at tight end, have a hole at safety, have a hole at guard. But like you're like your entire D-line stinks. And, and I think that's going to like when your D-line's bad, it's it's so hard. Like if you're a fan of a team with a bad D line, it sucks, right? Because you just can't you can't stop anybody. Life. And they, it, yeah, they just yeah. it's just like they play gash after gash after gash. They split your defense over and over and over again. And, and I, I, you know, Atlanta was soft in the trenches last year, and I'm pretty disappointed through this off season to look at these trenches and say, what have they done? What, what, what they've added some edge rushers, you know, Abiketti and D'Angelo Malone, but like in terms of interior, like. Down linemen on defense and offensive line, they, they've done nothing. 
Well, I'm going to let you have the mic drop there, and we'll move to Carolina. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll talk about the Panthers, and the answer here is quarterback, right? I'd be stunned if you gave me anything else other than quarterback. We'll see. You know, nobody knows how good Matt Corral can be in the NFL, Kyle. Wow. We'll okay, you're you're picking this bit back up from when before you <laughs> left and – We'll yes, see. a third round you know, choice in Matt Corral. Nobody knows. We will see. But but so that means he's a question mark. And and for several of the other teams that we did while you were away, we acknowledged like, yes, you drafted a player here. So it is a question mark, but we are inclined based on the investment that was made into that player and the quality of the other players that it still gets to qualify as a whole. And Carolina, Listen. there's a lot of other look really good and really promising with good young talent. I don't – I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt of quarterback. Sorry. Sorry somebody took somebody took major exception. I can't remember if it was an email or a DM or some, some way somebody contacted me and said, Joe, you went through this and you went out of your way to explain that, you know, Tua on the Dolphins is the biggest question mark, but, it, you know, that gives them an opportunity. But for the Jets, they have Mikai Becton. Like, you couldn't acknowledge him as as the question mark, but also the opportunity to – to fill the tackle spot and you had to go in on tackle for them. You know what I mean? So well, there's still, there's still two tackles and we don't feel good about the other one either. Right. So <laughs> I know. It's not I know. there's one quarterback, but there's a difference between a, a, a player, like to bring this back to the Panthers, there's a difference between Mikai Becton and two was the top five pick. Mikai Becton was the 10 or 11th overall. Yeah. Compared to this third round quarterback. That, hey, he might be their answer. He might be the franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Might You never know. I don't know if you knew this. You never Tom Brady know. was a six-round pick. He he was, which is like way later than Matt Corral was drafted. <laughs> Chris way is later. disgusted. He's sitting here shaking his head in the background. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I, I will take the heat this week, Joe, for you since you're coming back into the fray here quarterback would be my choice for the biggest hole on the Carolina Panthers roster. Now, if you were to pick something other than quarterback, what would you pick? Oh, for the Panthers? Yeah. Um, something other than quarterback? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think this team's in pretty good shape. Um, maybe... I mean, we'll see what Yeter Gross Matos can develop into, but like maybe a little bit more edge rush if he can't be a thing. Maybe linebacker's kind of a weird situation there with Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu and Damian Wilson. Uh, it's it's quarterback. At least you got Chimney maybe, maybe tight end, right? Yeah, maybe maybe tight end where like they paid Ian Thomas for whatever reason. Oh, uh, what a Tommy weird Trouble contract in the third that round. was. No, that was that was the conversation that that Chris and I had yesterday, and it's like there's transactions that have happened that like you think about, and it's like oh yeah, and then so much other stuff happens in such a short amount of time that you don't really get a chance to really let that marinate. And the Ian Thomas contract extension was one of those for me that like I completely forgot that it happened. And now that we're back here and we're talking about Carolina, and I'm I'm processing it all over again. It's like oh yeah. They did that thing, and I definitely wouldn't have done that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
But here's the thing about Carolina, like you mentioned, like be bad at spot X or spot Y when you were talking about the Falcons. Don't be bad in the interior of your defensive line, right? Carolina's spots other than quarterback where they're bad are like, I can live with being kind of mid at linebacker. I can live with being mid and have unproven players at tight end. Right. Quarterback, though, is the, the big one. And, and we've known that it's it's been that way, so we won't belabor the point any further. And they know it, too, because they've been trying to swing big and, and go find somebody. So uh, we'll see how much of the infrastructure this team can keep in place for uh, whatever opportunities come down the pipe for them. Or maybe Matt Corral's the guy. and Or maybe Sam Darnold becomes a completely different player in, what, yeah. year six, year five, than what he's ever been. So... We shall see. I believe it's year five for Sam. So we shall see. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. It's great to have Joe back on the show with us. With baptism by fire. He jumped right in, came into the video call. Boom, we're live on the air. And we, we tried to warn him. Chris was like, yeah, here's the thing we can't do. We can't start without him and him not know when he comes in. <laughs> and Joe was hustling so hard to get back <laughs> into his seat to start. Then he came in and he didn't check his phone. So did, did you at least it, did you see that I workplace? Did, well, no, I couldn't. I yeah, I didn't. I shared my I shared my ETA with you. Did you did you see that at least? Yeah, I, I like said you should have been. Hey, okay. Joe said All he's right. Joe said he's like four minutes out, and I was like, "Do we want to okay. start?" He's like, "Yeah, but we we have to let him know we're starting." So we um we're gonna wrap up here. As we get ready to push into the heart of the week, the heartland of the week as Joe returns from the heartland of the country. Uh, it's a little bit of wordplay here. Rolling us out. Draft dudes. Thank our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Man, and Chris Schubert. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Make it a great Tuesday. We will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.